Your sleep comes in fits and starts. As you toss and turn, your blanket twists and the pillow feels hot and itchy. A feeling of anxiety creeps into your chest as you find that you're fearful of falling asleep. You don't know why. After several drifting off and waking to panic gasps, over and over, you finally sink into a weak and thready sleep. In your dreams, you see the tundra stretching out before you, cold and dark. Mountains tower on the horizon, the spine of the world. You are not alone. A person stands before you, interposed against the snow-capped monoliths in the distance. He is unmistakably gnomish, with a tassel of brown hair and a hairy pointed chin. Round nose and ears coming to a soft point. But he's face to face with you, or you to him. He has a blandly pleasant expression, his lips smiling, but his eyes showing no sign of emotion at all. He opens his mouth to speak, and the language is muffled and distorted. Though the words are foreign, you feel as if you tried to listen harder, you might be able to understand what he's trying to say. But the harder you try to listen, the more you are struck by the way his moving lips do not correspond with the sounds you're hearing. It begins to fall apart, and you can feel the sleep slipping out of your brain. The more frantically you try to cling on to this dream to decipher the mystery, the faster the gnome speaks his cacophony of madness. Then he points to the mountains, to a valley in the, to the mountains east of the Ten Trail. A shooting star falls from the frigid night sky and comes to rest there, somewhere beyond the foothills of the mountains. The gnome's mouth looks open, his expression still uncannily passive, like a mannequin or a statue. White light begins to creep up from his throat into his mouth, accompanied by the sound of harsh static. As the beam of light creeps up over his lips and teeth, you try to look away. Just as you feel as though you might let the light consume you, you awake with a jolt. With hours of, to go before the end of night, you find this dream has left you shaken, but, with a, but the feeling of anxiety has passed. Uh, Zev, you do experience this vision in your reverie. Uh, yeah, I figured. <clears throat> Love a good plot dream. <laughs> it is the following morning. You are in Targos. What are you doing? Uh, our work in Targos was officially, unofficially done, right? So we're taking the dog sled, and our next agenda was to uh, Lonely Wood to drop off the remains of uh, Adavar, if I remember correctly. You um, want to follow up with Captain Scath. Uh, you hadn't had a chance to speak with him. You spoke with Nerth uh, to secure your dog sled. You still have to pick up the dog sled, and you wanted to speak to Scath regarding any possible leads uh, from the lottery. That was uh, where we left things last time. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I talked to the two of them in the office the night before. Um, the big thing was verifying that Scath wasn't just taking the bribe and then not doing anything with it. I think we validated that that wasn't the case. You did. Which means that uh, whoever killed the man at Galloway's uh, was probably aware that he had tried to cheat the lottery and took offense to it. That's mm -hmm. My theory. And I'll say this over breakfast or whatever that we're doing. Um, not remembering exactly how that last conversation went. I don't recall you talking to Scath. I remember you putting a pin and wanting to have that conversation. Um, but if you had talked to him, he would have um, he would have told you. Because one of the leads you had was Torga's trading caravan. That was who was rebranding those uh, casts yes. of whale oil. And I determined it sounded like a, an orc or a half-orc name. Yes, Torga is definitely a, a, of orcish descent yeah. uh, in one fashion or another. Um, he would have told you that Torga's came through town about five to seven days ago and left through the north gate, uh, which if you were to refer to your map of the ten towns over there on the wall... If you are leaving out of Targos going north, you are either going to Bremen to the west, north, west, northwest, or northerly to Tourmaline and then on to Lonelywood. And Captain Scath doesn't know where their destination was because, quite frankly, after they left the North Gate, they were somebody else's problem. Right. <laughs> and um, Can we get descriptions of them so we know what to look for? Uh, yes. Uh, you... If you ask for a description, you'll find out that Torga is, uh, she's kind of a well-known ne'er-do-well trader. She's not a Zentarum type per se, but she's a ne'er-do-well of her own, uh, you know, of her own right. Um, she is a female half-orc. She travels with a human male bodyguard, 
Uh, and there is also a dwarf and another human male uh, in her caravan uh, that work as laborers and sled drivers. Okay. Armed with that description. So it's a possibility we'll bump into them on the road on the way up to Lonelywood. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if you would have asked for advice, and I, I'm... I'm trying not to take away too much agency here from you because I don't know. I don't remember how the conversation went. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, kind of, I'm a little fuzzy on it myself. Um, but he would have told you Bremen by dog sled is an hour away. Um, Lonelywood is four to five hours away. So you could theoretically check Bremen and come back and still be on the same day. I, I assume the river's frozen? The river is. Uh, it's. I mean, it's moving water, so it doesn't freeze completely, but uh, you can go over it with a dog sled. It is done. To Bremen, okay. To Bremen. Other than that, there's no road out of there directly <clears throat> leading to Lonelywood. Nope. The, the only way through, uh, to follow the road, you would go through Tourmaline and then onto Lonelywood. Yeah, um, that goes around the right side of Mar... Yeah, Mar... Yeah, that one. Or you could go west to Bremen uh, and check Bremen, and then theoretically you could also... Um, Bremen is a fishing town. You could book a, a ferry passage across the lake mm-hmm. and go by boat. You could bring your dog sled on the boat. Um, okay. And you could take a boat from uh, Bremen uh, northeasterly through Meridewald and directly to Lonelywood, cut out Tourmaline altogether. Uh, my vote would be that we go through Tourmaline. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have any reason to go to Bremen right now. Yeah, no. Other than to track them down. But and I, I don't, like... That's not what we're currently... Right. Yeah, no one's offered us money to do it. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> no. It's a lead. I mean, yeah. But like, I mean, I the, the the money is for, for is for capturing and killing the criminal. So theoretically, if you were to find him in Bremen, you would be get, getting paid to go there. But uh, okay. other than that, you have no. And other that's reason assuming to we go can there. prove that they were the killer, and the killer we already told them is probably not the Duergar or connected with the Duergar. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, the, they the whale oil down. seems sort of incidental <laughs> to the murder. By the way, we killed a merchant. Here's a head. <laughs> We'd like to be paid for a job that we didn't do. Um, <laughs> well, we got pockets of cool new glasses. Yep. We need to get new glasses. So now you can be a fucking nerd. Mm-hmm. I, I, I put the goggles on. I go, do I look smart? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 All right, let me use the snow set. Zeb is nice. So sort of. <laughs> can we assume that your first stop before you leave town, then, mm-hmm. though, is to pick up your dog sled, your newly. Yes. Let's get these doggos. Yes. So, as you. Um, pull this out. Uh, as you approach, let's, you can. Let's heck and pull these Bork and doggos to tur- Tourmaline. <laughs> As you approach the kennel, um, <laughs> you can hear the sound of sled dogs barking, you know, as, as sled dogs do. They're very noisy animals. Um, and you approach, and there's there's a, uh, a sign. It's it's sort of a combination business. It's uh, labeled Velrin, Scrimshander, and, and Kennel. Um, and there's a, uh, a fenced-in area outside where the sled dogs are sort of running around, nesting in the snow, that sort of thing. Um, but running around in front of the building is, uh, it looks like one dog that may have gotten loose, and he's just sort of, like, running up to people and, like, you know, like my dogs do, like, burying their f- his face, like, in your hip, like, and, <laughs> like, trying to, like, pull people over. And the minute you guys get within walking distance, he immediately goes over to Coos Balad and sort of, like, not aggressively, but, like, grabs sort of, like, the the leg of your pants starts pulling you like towards the towards the scrimshander in the kennel oh god okay all right all right buddy <laughs> um and i guess i'll wave the rest of you to follow me and i'll try to accommodate this dog <laughs> <laughs> um he continues to pull you over the uh the door stands closed are you with uh Nareth or anybody or are you just going i think it's just own? the four of us right yeah mm-hmm. i think it's us Oh, and I, I should mention, um, when you awaken from your slumber in the morning, you stayed the night at the Luskin Arms, if I remember correctly. Right? That sounds uh, We were at the Wolf's Pelt. Oh, the Wolf's Pelt. Okay. Um, yeah, that one's the more comfortable of the two. When you when you uh, get mobilized for the day, um, somebody goes to Roust Psy, and mm-hmm. he's posted a note on the outside of his door that just says, didn't sleep good, not feeling well, tummy hurts. <laughs> oh, he was over caffeinated. So. Yeah. 
Um, uh, he's, he's, got, he's got the his guts out. He's got the coffee shits. I don't want and, to bring him with. And he says, "I need, I need to do some business in town, but I will catch up to you later." I bet you do. <laughs> I'm gonna do it right in the driveway. Right in the driveway. <laughs> Uh, so Sai will be uh, he, you'll be out ill for this uh, this adventure I'm always ill <laughs> he's the sickest <laughs> right. um, so yeah you, you are in front of the kennel what, what do you how you handle this uh, I guess I'll take point because the deal was made with me so I'll just walk into the kennel okay and look around for like a storekeep a basic whoever is supposed to be doing the job. Uh, you hear a, a male voice coming from one of the back rooms, uh, and it's sort of like you get the layout. You could tell like he's probably like getting ready to feed these dogs or something. And, and he goes, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll be right with you. I'm just trying to get the dogs fed. Uh, I will wait it out. <clears throat> I'm not going to be rude. All right. Uh, anybody else doing anything? Um, I'm, I'm like walking around inside just like looking at random shit. Just like picking shit up being like... There's actually cool <laughs> shit to look at because uh, part of this business is a scrim shander, so there's a lot of uh, like artfully carved uh, fishbone, like knickknacks and treasures and things. Cool. Um, I, I appreciate the fine craftsmanship. <clears throat> Zell will be in there too, just to be at least just to be inside, and then mm. I'm sure once she sees the scrim shander as well, mm. it'll be like, oh, neat. Yeah, this is this is a uh, the shop and residence of a professional artisan. Like, this, this is high-quality stuff. I'm impressed with your bone work. Uh, Una. <laughs> Una, in the way of all 14-year-old girls, is ignoring the art inc- completely and trying to make friends with the dogs. <laughs> Valid. Um, the dog that was uh, tugging on Coos's pants here is... Uh, he's very receptive to any sort of attention or affection. So he's immediately, like, bonding with you. Um... Shortly after, while you poke around, a uh, a dark-skinned male uh, human comes out of the back room, and uh, he's, you know, wiping, he's got, like, bloody hands from chopping up meat to feed these dogs. And he's like, oh, good morning, Uh, welcome to Velrin's, my name's Garrett, how can I be of service? Hi, Garrett, I'm Coos Balad, I believe that Nareth was going to send word to you, we're setting out, and we need a team of dogs and a sled. Right. Yes, uh, he did mention something about that in a letter that I got late last night. Um, dog sled, you say? Okay, well, uh, one, two, three, four of you? Could be up to six. Well, for six, you'd need two sleds, but for four of you, you can get by with one. Might be a little slow going, but uh, the dogs are strong. They'll get you where you need to go. Sounds good. Um, is that... Um, is that boy, come here. Come here, boy. And the dog sort of separates from you. <laughs> And comes over and, and just starts, like, nuzzling and whining on, on Garrett's hands and hips. Mm-hmm. And he, f- he gets a chunk of the, the meat he was feeding and feeds. Boy, he's like, where did you did you find the, the dog? He was out front. Well, that's, that's a good boy. He's, he's petting. He's like, um, this is, uh, this is actually, this is kind of confusing. This is actually kind of terrifying. Um... <clears throat> This is my husband Keegan's dog. He's a mountain guide. Uh, much like, I've heard of you, by the way. Um, Keegan's he's um he's away. He's supposed to be at um he's supposed to be in the mountains. Uh, he's leading an expedition. He brought boy with him. Um, he should still be with him. If boy is here, something might have happened to him. This Where is, was um, he going? Um. He was, um, I'm brain farting on the name of the mountain, uh, Kelvin's Cairn. Um, he was leading a, a group up to Kelvin's Cairn. They, they left, uh, 10 day ago and they were going to get supplies in, um, Kerr Koenig and then set out from there up to the mountain. This is a very long way away from that. Yeah. This is an extremely long way away from that. Yeah. How long ago you said? A 10-day? A 10-day. He's not due back yet. When did he leave? 10-day ago, but how how long does it usually take to get up there? Well, it it's, a, it's probably a three-day trek up the mountain itself. It's probably a week to get to Kirkonig. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's... He'll bring climbers up and then meet other climbers along the way, and he doesn't like to leave people stranded on the mountain. I don't usually get worried. He's very capable. 
Um, but you but with the dog coming back, now I'm afraid something might have happened to him. Um, isn't that the direction of, um, what was it called? Uh, the Dancing Gardens? I don't remember that at all. That is where we met the creepy necromantic lady and her two dog sled teams. The uh, Dancing That's Gardens would have been more southerly. It was it was sort of just north of Bryn Shander. Yeah, we traveled through that, whereas uh, Carol Koenig and it. Kelvin's Karen is like super far to the east. Yeah, it's a big I thought it was in that valley. <clears throat> well, there's there's a lot of stuff that's where the the ten towns sort of make a U. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff in that tundra in the middle. <clears throat> um, the Dancing Gardens <clears throat> is part of that, but it's more in a southerly dimension. You know. Well, doing some simple math then, uh, being familiar with the area, uh, he left a ten day ago. The dog just got here this morning, presumably. So that's five days out, five days back mm-hmm. for this dog. Mm. About how far would they have gotten in five days? To the Cairn, at least. Yeah, I mean, you can you can make it across the tundra and. A day and a half, two days if you sleep it, with the dog sled, so he might already be up the mountain. Do we, in any way, I read this book when I was little. It was about dog named Cassie, something like that. It is this, uh, do we go with the dog? Do, will the dog lead us to the danger or the trouble? Uh, the dog... The dog will find its way back to uh, back to um, Keegan for sure. And He's uh, that's his favorite dog. The dog's name is Boy. Yes. Cool. Yes. And uh, you said he was taking guides up or was playing guide for a, a group traveling into the mountain. Do you know anything about the group? Uh yes. They came to the house before they set out. Um, there was a Goliath. Um. I remember there was um, a small tiefling girl, a young girl, um, and an elf. Um, the Goliath said a funny name. It sounded like it might have been a Goliath name that I, I've never heard before. Uh, Oye Mantaruk. He wanted to find Oye Mantaruk on the mountain. I don't know what that means, if it helps at all. Uh, it may in the future. doesn't mean anything to me right now. Um, our travels are going to take us up through Tourmaline uh, and into Lonelywood. Um, I would be inclined to see if we can't find these lost mountaineers. I would appreciate it very much. Um, I don't know what I'd do if I lost Keegan, honestly. Keegan's definitely dead. Uh, odds are good, but I think we should still investigate. <laughs> <laughs> So he's either dead or just barely this, alive. Right? We're gonna have to Are you guys having him this back. conversation in character in this poor man's living room? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no. he's probably dead. <laughs> his bones are gelatin by now. That would be such an adventure thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> How much money do you think we can get for his corpse? Do you think you need good loot on him? <laughs> oh, I'd imagine just an, a hungry, addicted adventure. Would you say this would result in a good experience? <laughs> <laughs> you see that meme that says the, the sickest burn is your man looks so basic he drops common loot when defeated? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wow! I like that. Yeah, <laughs> come in loot. Oh god! Don't yeah. come in the loot. Too late now. It's oh basic. god, it's all but, sticky. But it's basic. It smells <laughs> weird. It's, it's, not, it's not rare. Epic. Yeah, it's <laughs> green. Do you want Dio? Because that's how you get Dio by coming in the loot. <laughs> anyway, so what's the plan, guys? Um. Well, um. We. I, I let's let's start with this. Um. Humbly accept the sleigh and the dogs and get the fuck out of this man's house. Yeah. All right. Um, and then we can talk about his definitely dead let's, let's do the rational conversation thing and get the fuck out of this man's living room. All right. right. Um, so Garrett will, uh, he'll tell you, you know, boy, not only will help you find uh, Keegan when you get into that area, that part of the Ten Towns. But boy is also a good sled dog to have because the sled dogs you're getting are sort of young and inexperienced. Boy is a very experienced sled dog. He will keep them focused. Cool. He's so a good boy. He'll be a good. He'll be a good boy. He's a good um, boy. Uh, Zev, having not talked this whole time, probably the last one out, we'll just say to him, "I've lost someone too. We'll keep an eye out for him." Thank you, thank you, sir, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> thank you, madam. <laughs> Thank you, sir, ma'am. Madam, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start getting this sled hitched up. 
Um, last chance to visit any of these places and targets before you decide to set out to wider pastures. Stationary aisle. Always. Uh, <laughs> well, I will I will mention to my companions once we're separated from the uh, the grieving gentleman there. <clears throat> and this is this is the guy who deals with both dogs and scrimshander? Uh he is specifically the scrimshander. His husband is the mountain guide. Okay. This could result in good mount deals, should we find him alive. Uh, having been a mountaineer that has lost those that they were traveling with before, uh, I believe that Keegan's probably still alive, but the group that Keegan is supposed to be stewarding has probably passed. Zev smirks an acknowledgement of that. Will this affect our travel plans? Uh, you're paying for my time, but I believe it would be in many people's best interests to see if we can't find this man's husband. I would quite enjoy a visit to Calvin's Cairn. For the view. It can be done. It is a pity to be left down, face down alone in the snow. We should Pavu, make an effort. You would know that um, there is a monastery on the peak of Calvin's Cairn. Cool. People are trained there. <laughs> Maybe you've been there before. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could learn a thing or two, bitch. <laughs> That's needlessly <laughs> aggressive. Why are you so angry? Yeah, why are you like this? Who's <laughs> do you need a Snickers? <laughs> uh, oh, and I suppose uh, Zev will just let the gnome out of the bag. Why, how, you been, how long have you been carrying this gnome around? Sorry! <laughs> He's a goblin. He's oh, right. Shit. Uh, you're saying, I'm not normally one to have visions. That is usually the purview of the priestesses. But I experienced one the last time we rested, concerning a rather upsetting gnome. And it involved... It, it, it was it was centered around Calvin's Cairn, right, Brian? Or am I just... Am I inserting that? The, um, it was on the, a mountain, right? It was the spine of the world. Yeah. Spine it was of just the mountains in general, right? Yeah. 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 Calvin's yeah. Cairn is the single mountain in the uh, the center of the map there. Is and the spine of the world is the, the whole mountain range on the, the southern ed- edge of the map. Okay. I understand we are dealing with a realm that is beset by some sort of goddess and her cult. I wonder if she is sending us visions. The... Do we, we all have this vision, Yeah, right? we all had it. Thanks, I hate the, it. The... I, she, she'll even be a, be a tad creepy about it and a reminder that she's an elf. I woke up before all of you and seemed rather fitful yourselves, which is why I ask. The spirits of the mountain occasionally communicate with those who traverse the wastes, but they are rarely so forward. Just something to keep in mind. Did anyone else get the feeling that we should know something about this gnome? Absolutely. Has, any, has anybody mentioned anything about the gnome recently to us? I will I will concentrate and use my history powers <gasps> to see if it if it's some sort of historical figure that Incoming I'm four. Yeah, right? Oh <laughs> well, you know. Thirteen. <laughs> I, I was gonna say it's a twelve. Uh thirteen would be good enough to tell you that you don't recognize this as any sort of Historical person of note. Oh, good. So okay. it's just a random. I mean, you're a drow. All gnomes look the same. To you. A random. Uh, a random. <laughs> I know at least. He's nobody. At least it's not a Sverf Neblin that I've met. I've met I hate no, those. No, Especially that dead one. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is not a ghost in a ring. <laughs> uh, but it is a ghost in the shell. Um, oh, no. Yeah. We should be wary. Wary, wary. Zev appreciates the com- combination of accents there and just and just chuckles at that. <laughs> Good fucking track. In terms of the dream, uh, Una is has been even more quiet and sort of withdrawn than usual, other than like playing with the dogs. She's not contributing to the conversation. She does not like this. I'm not in your party now. I'm in boys' party. <laughs> By the way, uh, Pava, do you, do, does Pava have spoken giant at all? Yes. Cool. Um, do you think I, I, I'd probably recognize it, maybe? I would think so, yeah. I, I think it looks like, Pava, if, you ha- if we have time on the road, I would love to learn your language. Oh, yes. It's great and noble thing I carry with me. It sounds very strong and impactful. 
Yes, it's good. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about the same thing anymore? Uh, <laughs> I'll just say... Um, <clears throat> that will help me justify taking your languages as a level up. Yes, well, I will say something along the lines of uh, it will be difficult to get the inflection down with the tone of your voice, but I say it in giant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fist bump mm-hmm. Kuz, I'm like, nice. Yeah, she just <laughs> this cr- good one. Perks a drow brow at you. A drow brow. <laughs> narrows her eyes and even says well played and uh, I point at one of the sled dogs and I just say the word for dog in giant and give you a pat on the back which, okay. which is a dog in all caps dog <laughs> dog <laughs> she'll, oh she'll play along and take the lesson as it's intended <laughs> taking on the stance of a pupil um, and sort of for the first time for the entire morning Una sort of like looks up and she points at the dog and says, dog in dwarfish. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> I, I look at the dog. Everyone else dog. is speaking languages. Yep, yep. You get a knowing look. Yep. Dog. That's what it is. <laughs> so what are we doing, guys? Uh, mount up, homie. Ka-cha. All right, and you're heading north to Tourmaline. Tourmaline is destination number one. We'll figure it out after we deal with that of our mm-hmm. Sounds good. Tourmaline. That's the Canadian folk song version. It's one of Slim Jim the Banjo Bard's greatest hits. I hate it. So, for those of you who are of the more worldly type who have traveled the world, uh, Pavu has done a little worldly travel. Um, and Zev's probably seen a thing or two. Um, seen some shit. You've seen some shit. Um, as you approach Tourmaline, it's not very well represented on this <laughs> picture, but it's a nice picture nonetheless. Um... The thing about the Ten Towns is they are settled by people, by especially humans and dwarves of all different regions of um, the of Faerun. Almost none of the people who settled the Ten Towns are natives to this area. Um, this particular city or town, rather, is settled by Kalashite settlers. So, if you want to picture the interesting juxtaposition of Middle Eastern themed buildings. Um, in this very picturesque spot on the shores of Meridwalden, um, Middle Eastern buildings covered in snow. It's very interesting. Yeah, a um, shitload of people that are from the fucking desert living The up one here. scene in Aladdin yes. where the tower is Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, we figured out it was too hot back there. <laughs> um, and a lot of these uh, buildings, instead of made, being made by wood, are like carved from sh- sandstone, that sort of thing. Um, and that's sort of the first thing about Tourmaline that strikes you as you approach. Um, this, the town does not have a wall. It sits on sort of a natural, uh, edge of the forest there. That is the edge of the Lonelywood forest. You can see on the right side, it's uh, a short trip from Tourmaline up to Lonelywood. Um. Nope. Nope. No FaceTiming. <laughs> um, as depicted in the uh, image there, is there actually a visible Aurora Borealis effect happening right now? Um, well, you would have left in the morning, right? Yeah. Uh, no, there would not be. You uh, you are used to being in Icewind Dale now. That aurora appears for a few hours at what would be around midnight. Um, okay, so we can keep a little bit of time. Yes, that is the easiest way to keep time, is around midnight you get this sort of aurora that hangs around for a couple of hours, and then around um, dawn... Hi, Dawn. Um, <laughs> you get a couple hours of uh, twilight in the morning that... Uh, where the sun is rising to the point where it's just almost peeking over the mountains and then never quite rises higher than that. Um, let's see. As you enter Tourmaline um, from Targos, you are entering um, this pathway that sort of leads up around the docks. Uh, and all these... Uh, dock cobbles here appear to be just sort of uh, fish, fishing warehouses, you know, dockside laborers, that sort of thing. Um, you work your way into town and you have to pass through the uh, the dock area and there is a boy wearing um, like a heavy parka, big like woolen hat and he's uh, he's standing outside of, uh, of the dock area and He's screaming out to everybody who will listen. I have a flavor text here. That's us. Uh, A boy wrapped in heavy winter clothes shouts the news of the day as people pass by. 
When you approach, the boy cries, The gemstone mine is closed because of monsters! Speaker Mask 2 is offering 50 gold to anyone who clears it out! That sounds like us. <laughs> you are sort of in the center of town. Uh, there are people hustling and bustling by, mostly of them going to the docks to start de-icing their fishing vessels as they begin their arduous task of fishing for the day. Um, none of you having been to Termaline before, you can ask around to find out what's going on here if you want. Would I have been to Termaline before? Maybe. Would you have been? Probably. All right. Um, yeah, you, you can do that. If you, if you had been, you would know that Termaline is uh, it's basically a fishing town, but there's also uh, a very lucrative gem mine, as alluded to, um, for which the city is named. Um you did not know that it was closed. You do know that there are um, there is a tavern on the dock side and an inn on the east side. Um, other than that, it doesn't have a whole lot else going on. We may want to check in about <coughs> this monster mine matter if we don't have anywhere urgent to be. If there are people in danger, I say we investigate, but uh, we know there are people in danger up by Kelvin's Cairn. And the longer that we dally about here, the chances of survival out there drop precipitously. I think you have to use smaller words. I don't think he knows what that means. Drops like rain. <laughs> Is that considering the, bo- the the kid's words? Was that 50 gold apiece? Uh, he looks down at the, the paper he's holding... It doesn't say. Thank you, young male. <laughs> uh, we could at least talk to whoever we're supposed to talk to about the opportunity. Yeah. But I would say if there aren't people in immediate danger, this should be a distant objective. Have we need to purchase any supplies? Uh, we are stocked up on resources for food and water. As a reminder, you are also um, trying to track down a killer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. The easiest thing for that, I think, is somebody just stops by the bar and says, did a trading company come through lately? If they're merchants, they will have told everyone that they're coming through town. (laughs) Otherwise, their merchant business isn't going to work. So um, that's my thought. I say we have somebody go who wants to go mingle, uh, go check out the the tavern and just see if Torga and the trading company have been through town lately or any other uh, suspicious figures. And uh, whoever wants to can come with me and we'll go meet with... Who was the person we're supposed to talk to about this job? Speaker Mastew. Speaker Mastew. We'll go talk to Speaker Mastew and see if this is something... I could be useful in either regard. Uh, Speakers are political figures, and I'm very good with those. That is true. Um, uh, I have a bit of a reputation around these parts for finding missing people and solving these sorts of problems. Um, You are something of an outsider to them, no offense intended. Um, It can be rather fun. And I wouldn't want to put Una in that position, and I don't believe it's within Pavu's range of comfortable investigations. I do not. I am not the talk. I am the fist. So wherever the murderer may be, perhaps I go with that person. Why don't the two of you check out the tavern? Then, if things get rough, you have Pavu by your side. He has them talk to the hand. One might say. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, this uh, is good. That is a good joke. I like that one. I'll keep Una under my yeah. wing and we'll go visit Mastu. Okay, so then I would like to do... Zev, where are you going first? I think uh, we decided I'm going to the speaker. Going yeah, to the right? speaker. You're going to the tavern. 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 Yeah. Okay. And who's going with you? Pavu and Zev. All right. Um, well, that works out because because you are dockside, you are close to the tavern already. The docks. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And as you take your leave from this young man shouting out the news of the day, you make your way over to the tavern, which is lightly populated at this point because people are mostly just getting their breakfast and going out Does fishing. Does it seem like they have a similar, like, no open fires thing here? Uh, right now, there are plenty of fires burning to keep warm, um, but you've observed that the sacrifices are mostly done during the new moon, and that was about a week ago. So okay. sacrifice time is, is past for the moment. Excellent. Um, Outside of uh, outside of a building in the smellier part of the town is uh, a sign cut and painted as a, a uh, clamshell painted blue. The dockside tavern is called the Blue Clam. Uh, 
Dabbity dabba dock. Oof. <laughs> I'm the one that it smells so bad. <laughs> and um And the uh the tavern keeper is uh not pulling taps at the moment because it's too early in the morning. The fishermen are going out for their day's work. He's sure. more busy shoveling out some sort of hot thin stew to try and keep people warm. Well maybe there's some of that smoked salmon that I could order to uh to, you know, Start off, start things off nicely. Okay. Yeah, there is there is food to be bought. So if you are, well, if you're ordering, Some by all means, he's uh he's a half orc. He's um get him. That's our guy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Drown he's, him. He's definitely not a female. Um, <laughs> a lot. But yeah, he's uh he's cleaning a uh, a, a soup bowl and uh, he nods at you as, as he enters. Welcome to the Blue Clam. What can I get you? Some smoked salmon. It is a delicacy I've come to rather enjoy in my time in these parts. Coming right up. And you, Tiny? Oh, um, something good and hearty. Uh, I'll see what I got. I was kidding about the tiny thing, by the way. It's, uh, it's a joke. No, I, I am not very smart, but I understand the colloquial <laughs> comedy of the situation. <laughs> it is, it Some well people call me Trim. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things, because I'm not Trim. It's, I don't know. No, I'm not good it, it is good job, Trim. Nice to meet you. I am Pavu. Nice to meet you, Pavu. Where I come uh, from, sarcasm is an art, and you do it beautifully, sir. Wow, that's that's swell. All right, let me get you some food. <laughs> and he goes into the uh, <laughs> swell. He goes into the the uh, larder and he gets uh, smoked salmon for you and uh, mm-hmm. you know sort of a a mixed spiced earth fruit kind of vegetable dish for you mm-hmm. with chunks of uh, fish thrown in there to, for some protein. Fuck yeah! Um, a couple of heads. <laughs> he's like, I don't think I've seen you around before. What brings you to the tourmaline? We are investigators. We are come to, we're coming to investigate the business practices of one Torga Icevein as part of Torga's trading company. In times like this, well, practices can go unnoticed, but we are here to ensure that the law is enforced. Mm, what's Torga been getting up to now? She's always in some kind of trouble. This is just an investigation. We only need to know if she's been through here. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, we... She's not in any trouble yet. We've seen her. Uh, she came by. Uh, she didn't really stop to tr- do any trading. Where did she proceed afterwards? North? Lonelywood, maybe? Mm. I have friends up there. I would know if uh, she was coming back down. Mm. It's weird that she didn't stop. Interesting. She usually sells the wares for quite some time. Uh, she usually makes the northern run out of Bryn Shander and Targos with a full sled. But she must have been running light. If she's done nothing wrong, she has nothing to fear. In these cases, oftentimes it can be a disgruntled employee. Can I get insight checks on the two of you? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. 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 <laughs> 20. Feel, not yeah. natural 20. Eight. 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 Um, <laughs> he's lying. Hmm. Okay. Mm. He's, like, she's still, she, like, in a she's definitely did not pass through kind of way. Something about what he said is just not ringing true. Mm-hmm. It's um, almost like he's giving you too much. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. You punch the truth out of him. Yeah. Ah, uh, no, I don't want to go there just yet. <laughs> um, he did just give me like some delicious meat chunks. Um, In half work, that's flirting. I know. <laughs> so please, it's <laughs> me for. Oh no, you did give me dinner first. Um, Mm. I'm dinner and lying. It's basically a date. Yeah. Um, I am going to not do very well at this, but I'm going to try to shoot a look at Zev that's very, like, mm, Like, super intense, mm, Ru- super intense Russian eyes? Yes, where, like, I'm just gonna give him, like, a little nod, like, mmm, that's a very interesting story that he's telling. Uh, Zev, I'll allow you to make an insight check so you can pick up what Pavu's trying to give you. Even lower. Oh. Um, so... <laughs> yeah, Goliath facial expressions are weird, skill, man. I'll probably fail at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've been having no luck with the stuff you took expertise in, huh? No, nothing. Wow. Well, so, it'll catch eventually. Well, um, so I will just uh, say to him, yes, it was quite the story. We do plan to be, of course, thorough, and we'll be around here for a bit more. If you remember any other details, make sure to come to us. And as you can see, we do mean business. As she points to uh, as her delicate frame next to his bulk, hopefully we'll get a message across. Hey, uh, before you go, you guys going to look into that mine issue? 
Oh, we've sent uh, other members of our party to uh, go with the speaker. What is what is going on down there? We heard monsters, but... Uh, I don't rightly know. I, they announced yesterday that the mine was going to be closed. Uh, miners all got laid off. I expect them in here any minute. Oh, you hate to hear it. This is why unions are so important. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying monsters. I don't know. Be careful if you go that way. Do you trust them? When they say monsters, do you trust them? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of monsters in Icewind Dale. It honestly doesn't surprise me much. Well, and I mean, you know, there's the typical monsters like owlbears, yeti, ice guys. And drow, you never know when they're going to show up either. Yeah, oh, pop right out of the ground. She says, she says jokingly. <laughs> but, uh... Like daisies! You know, not to be like this, but the monster of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hammer and sickle <laughs> while, they're, while they're talking I will just cast attack magic okay uh, nothing in this room uh, radiates magic cool yeah. it's all mundane well, now it's what, what I am trying to get across to him is it's like does he think that it's like actual monsters or does he think that like they all got laid off for like financial reasons like um the real no, monsters were the mine owners <laughs> No, he's, he he seems to be pretty content with this explanation of monsters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's concerning, but it's it, it's part of living in Icewind Dale, and he's not looking into it any deeper than that. Uh, thank you for uh, all of the information. Do you know where uh, we may put up for the night in this town? Yeah. Um, go talk to uh, Marta on the east side. She's got rooms for rent. <laughs> what was his name again? Uh, he didn't give it to you, but if you ask him, he is Vernon yeah. Bragg. I call you, he, he, yeah, we exchanged his nicknames Trim. Yes. Liar-faced Sorry. dick wizard. Yeah. yeah, he goes by Trim, but his name, <laughs> he, his, his proper name is Vernon. Liar-faced So we're like crunching and fucking starting. Dick I'm fine, okay. Wizard. You're the one who said it, the audio. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you ogling my <laughs> fake Fruit Loops. <laughs> I've seen them on, uh, Instagram ads. Moving away from you two, we're going to you two. You guys are going to go find Speaker Ma- Maskew? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it doesn't take a genius to figure that he's probably in the Speaker's quarters. Go figure. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's a very artistically designed building with more of these big, like, upside-down turnip-shaped domes and... Um, this is a very decorative and beautiful town, really. Um, set in a very picturesque location, but this wind coming down from the mountain makes it very inhospitable. Um, and you, uh, you're you grateful to get sort of to the center of town where all the buildings sort of act as a windbreak. Um, it's the uh, building itself is this grand 30-foot ceilinged uh sort of almost cathedral place and it's right across the street notably for you uh, of a temple of Gond it is the only functioning clock tower in all of uh, the ten towns oh Um, that's weird yes Um, but the door to the town offices stand open and you can go in and announce yourself alright so come along Una (laughs) she's not moving your side (laughs) (laughs) of note what are you doing with the dogs and sled while you're doing this uh, I assume there's a place to kennel them up for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paid parking. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming there's probably like a teenage kid or whatever who's paid a pittance to watch the dogs. Yeah. Make sure nobody steals them or whatever. Yeah, you can do that. Um, so you enter, dust you know, dust the snow off yourselves, and um, it's you know, it's not very big on the inside. It's just grand looking from the outside, and uh, with a few, you know. Knocks on doors and whatnot. You could find Speaker Oris Maestu as he uh, attends to matters at his desk, and he's, uh, as you can see, he's got um, papers spread out, and he's sort of got a chin in one hand. And he's looking over maps of the mine, and he sees you walk in. He goes, "Oh, uh, welcome to Termalane. I'm Speaker Maestu. Are you here about the job?" Uh, potentially. I'm currently playing guide for a party heading deeper into the mountains. But it is uh, quite a competent group, and if there are people in danger, we thought we might be able to investigate. Well, uh, the safety of the people is not so much in danger. The uh, the miners all got out, but uh, the damn kobolds in the mine are keeping business to a halt, and 
Well, not mining. That's half our industry. <clears throat> Kobolds, um, do you have any idea of where they came from, what their numbers are? Uh, we, uh, we hit a, a mine shaft into the Underdark, and they came up from the Underdark. We were going to collapse it, but couldn't get the, uh, <clears throat> the, the uh, Dwarven engineers down there fast enough, and monsters came out of the Underdark. You know how the Underdark can be. Uh, as it happens, a member of our adventuring partner party is quite familiar with the Underdark. <laughs> well, maybe this is a job for you, then. Um, you can see he's also a... Uh, He's, he's a uh, half-orc as well. It seems like there's a... A, a preponderance. Dispro- a disproportionate amount of half-orcs. This is, is a very half-orcish uh, dominant city. Um, and um, But he is more of a younger, slenderer, not sort of like a... a yeah, more of his human traits. Yeah. Um, he's like, he, but he does say, if you are willing to go down there, we'd be willing to compensate you. Is the entrance to the mine here in the town? Uh, it's about half an hour walk outside of town. Uh, we do have uh, an agenda looking for mountaineers that may be out there freezing to death at this moment. Um, we have to pick our priorities carefully. If my party is amenable to it, we'll take a look into the mines, but I cannot promise that it will become our top priority, if only because the miners have already escaped. Uh, that's fair. I understand. But you also have to understand that if another crew comes along and takes the job, I can't promise it'll be here waiting for you. We need to get that mine open as soon as possible. Uh, I would count on it. Um, out of character, do we have anything else we wanted from him besides the money and the experience points for this? <laughs> Goodwill. You, you may want Goodwill. to ask him about good. Um, what's-her-face, Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> um, Favors in general and Goodwill throughout the towns. So I, uh, they can yeah. do stuff for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do like that. So I'll say... Um, I will uh, I will bring it up with my adventuring companion. This is uh, particularly our Underdark expert. Um, something else that brings us through town is we have been following up a lead on Torga. Uh, Torga's trading company. And we were told that Torga may have traveled this way. Have you happened to see them come through? Uh, I haven't, but I haven't been to Market Square much dealing with the gem mines and sacrifices and whatnot, I don't make it down to the, the market square. She could have come and gone without me knowing. And you've enlisted with the uh, sacrifices from the Order of Aurel as well, huh? Oh, yeah. You mean those nutcases they came through? Uh, they wanted us to hang somebody out by the town square or something, and I told them to pound snow. Well, we put out the fires, just like we do every new moon. Have you noticed anything strange happening in the last uh, 30 days or so besides the sun not rising? Just this thing with the mine. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, you may receive word at some point from colleagues in Bryn Shander. Uh, they are experiencing a number of very strange events. Um, and I believe that there is a possibility the Order of Oril is taking matters into their own hands to convince those who won't be convinced. If they come back, you may not want to let them into the town at all. Well, we've got some more real worshippers that live in town. She's kind of a popular deity up here. What with the winter and whatnot. Um, don't want to rub my townspeople the wrong way. I would just as soon kick them into Meredith Walden with my own foot, but uh, some people want to worship her. I don't want to stop them. Well, very good. Um, if you wouldn't mind, keep an ear to the ground if anybody comes through from Torga's trading company, or if you happen to hear anything about Evit. Uh, Hilligan's daughter? Is that right? Hell yeah, memory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, as either of the two would be uh, people of interest for common current events. But uh, I shall return. Um, our, our travels in the immediacy take us up to Lonelywood. Um, anything going on up there that you've heard of? Any strange events there as well? Uh, Lonelywood's had a tough... Um beasts out of the forest have been killing their lumberjacks. We've had some people come down here to try and take up fishing because cutting wood has become so dangerous up in the forest. That sounds like where we should be heading. Okay. Um, I'll speak with my companions and if we can get out of our way to uh, stop by this gemstone problem of yours, we'll investigate and otherwise we'll be back in town shortly. Well, I wish you the best of luck and uh, if you can help Stop by here, and we'll get you fair payment for your work. 
And uh, to your other companions who couldn't make it here today, enjoy Tourmaline. It is uh, quite beautiful. Uh, I'll give a nod. I'll look at you. Do you have anything that you want to add to this conversation? Uh, can I try and insight him when he says he hasn't seen anything about Torga? I mean, yeah. I know he's not been to the market, or he says he hasn't, but he's the mayor. Yeah, no. Uh, that is a six. No insight, but I will allow both of you to make um, perception checks. You both read and write common, I imagine, right? Yeah. Eleven? That's a thirteen. Thirteen? Yep. Alright, with a thirteen, I would say that, you know, while Kuspalad has been having a conversation with this man, you've been trying to read the papers on his desk. And, you know, it's difficult because you're looking at them the wrong way around. A regular Nancy Drew. But um, you do see that there is a letter from the captain of his own guard, the Tourmaline guard, saying that uh, he's refusing the uh, order of the speaker to bring the guards into the mine and clear out the mine themselves. So the guards don't... The guards are outright refusing the speaker's order to take care of it themselves. Mm. Anything else for Speaker Mastio before you depart? You are free to reunite or further explore. Let us recombine the amoeba. Yeah. <clears throat> Quick, Una, we can make a break for it. We don't have to connect with these weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> we can go live in the mine forever. <laughs> and when, when we're out of the tavern, by the way, Pavu, do you tell Zev like your hunch? Yes. The minute we're out, I was like, hey. <laughs> Hi. Um, he... I do not know if he knows where she is. I do not know if she has actually mm-hmm. been here. But she did not do what he said she did. Go to Lonelywood, you mean? Yes. So, okay. uh, well, then, then in response to that, then, <laughs> just say, well, if Torga is still here, then we have a bit more searching to do. Yes. And if we find out he is lying, then he may have a conversation with your hands. Well, they are quite... The conversation, at least. They were looking rather talkative. Oh, yes. Proquacious to a point. <laughs> um, are we gonna meet back up with these guys? I sense now is the time to reunite. Cool, cool. Well, this is cool, cool, pretty good. You must gather your party before venturing forth. <laughs> yes. You must construct additional timelines. I have updated my journal. <laughs> As we try to leave the area. <laughs> Anybody got pylons? <laughs> Yes, let's uh, um, let's uh, at least head in the direction of the speaker's house and hope that we run into each other. Yeah, I think we bump into each other in the streets in a classic so way. We attack. I, mm. I roll initiative. We run. <laughs> You're dead. Damn it. We do the secret handshake. She mission me Cocoa Puff. Listen to me now. Nice. <laughs> we'll say, um, we spoke with the speaker this morning, and it sounds like the workers were evacuated successfully from the mines, so nobody's in immediate danger. But the speaker was careful to point out that about half of the industry of this town, basically everything that isn't drawn up from the lake here, uh, is reliant on the mines. So the continuing uh, existence of the town might be heavily dependent on what's going on with their mine shaft. Which is filthy. You should investigate their shaft. (laughs) We should get deep into their shaft. Um, Right in there. (laughs) The speaker also did mention that uh, there have been an increasing number of occasions in Lonelywood of beast attacks. Uh, Something out of the ordinary. It's not unusual for people out in the middle of nowhere to be attacked by beasts. A lot of clumsy people out there that don't understand the concept of hunting territory. Well, as the Sturge flies, if we do want to travel off-road, we could make Lonelywood a stop out of our way and head straight for Calvin's Cairn after then. I'm inclined to agree. I do worry about this gemstone mine, and if it was something where we knew that we could solve it quickly, I would say we could do it. I am worried about what it would mean for Keegan and the other mountaineers. And sort of, as a slight non-sequitur, uh, sort of, Una's been sort of staring off into the distance, puzzling over something, and you, she just pipes up, the guards won't go into the mines. They're refusing to go in. Then I turn to you and say, how do you know that? It was on his desk. Letter. (laughs) Coos kind of chuckles and rolls his eyes. I probably should have read that. (laughs) Okay. That's a valid point. If the guards are refusing to go into the mines, I hate to say it, but 
a place where guards are not is a very good place for a criminal to hide. Have you already shared mm-hmm. with the two of us that you encountered that the guy was lying? Yes. You were talking to? Okay. Yes. So, um, that does check a lot of boxes. He seemed eager to direct our attention to the monster hunting, in fact. Yeah, that was weird. Mm-hmm. How convenient it would be for him to not hide his criminal ally if we were busy taking care of monsters instead. Still, it would benefit us greatly if the if Una is correct in her assessment, then they are in need of some official, well, flexing, I believe. You may appreciate that term, Pabu. <laughs> um, <laughs> they may need an official position, and if we have the goodwill of the ta- speaker on our side, and thereby the guards for doing their job for them, perhaps they might aid us in the investigation with Torga, as we have accumulated goodwill with them where they have not. It's a compelling argument. Um, They're my specialty. As I've mentioned before, you, you're, paying, you're paying for my time. I, I will do whatever it is that you wish to do. Um, I... I can't have to urge that we have a, a sense of urgency about us. If we're going to go down into the mines, we need to make it a destination we spend very little time in. There are people who are freezing to death in the mountains right now. If if what you say is correct, if what you said at Garrett and Keegan's house was correct, it is not very likely that anybody but Keegan is left. Even if there's one person, we have to find them. True, but Keegan, as Kus has mentioned, Keegan is far more equipped to handle the wilds than the three people who are already beautiful ice sculptures in the snow. It's still dangerous to be by yourself in the snow. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I, will, I, I will point out, just, just as a, a quest tracking mechanism here, um, there are several quests you have that involve uh, maybe imminent perceived danger to people. Uh, notably... Keegan and his mountain expedition. You have um, the killer that's still on the loose and might kill again. Um, in addition, this mine problem is not putting anybody in imminent danger quite yet, but there are monsters in a mine 30 minutes outside of town. That is a situation that's maybe simmering and might boil over in your yeah. absence. Um, so Out well, of character, they're all valid. The so. Yeah. I would just like to know what the plan is. Out of character, I really want to do the mines. In character, I'm having a hard time rationalizing it, so I kind of want you guys to coach me into it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm fishing for. I pick, I pick him up and like, into the mines we go! And, and out of game, I prepped all this great stuff for Bremen, and I'm, I guess I'm just going to throw it away. Yeah, put it right in the trap. <laughs> he was like, yeah, they're definitely going to go that way. No. Nope. Do you mention that the speaker spoke of the Underdark? Um, yeah, yeah. When we start talking about the mines, I'll say everything that I learned, which is... Okay. Uh, they tunneled too deep, they broke into an underdark cavern, kobolds came up, they tried to collapse the tunnels, but they were too slow. Oh, so it was confirmed kobolds. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Troublesome creatures, they. E- kobolds are not usually like a self-sufficient, democratic kind of thing. They're like a bad guys for hire. Like They're clever trap springers, and can be put to use with the right urging. Does anybody speak the tongue of lizard folk? A noble attempt, Pablo. <laughs> uh, I heard did. it once. Nicklaus <laughs> spoke it. That would be really helpful right about now. <laughs> Zevs confesses, I have been working on it, but yet, yet, have not yet mastered the conversational arts. Well, if this mine is no immediate concern to us, and this finding this murderer is then perhaps we should simply start looking for him while we are here. Or her. Her, yeah. Um, I will propose that Pavu believed that you were being misled when the uh, shopkeep was directing you to Lonelywood to find Torga. Something is going on in the mines. Kobolds are clever trap springers, but rarely are so well motivated to expand. It's possible that our criminal is hiding out in the gemstone mines. It would be a great place to cover up and a great place to rob if you're a shady merchant. Hire a few kobolds to stand the guard at the door? Yep, and probably bribed the guards, which is why they don't want to go in. 
Fuck this hmm. shit. How interesting that would be. Well, there's one way to find out, but we should be quick about it. I like this intrigue you are creating here, Chris Ballad. <laughs> it's not my finest work. <laughs> well... Now I want to see how this ends. Let us go to the mine. We will be quick in the mines, and then we will go find Keegan. Do you promise? And I, I like get down on Uwe's level, and I say, I do promise. We will be quick, and then we will go find him. Yes. We should, will not leave him there. Should, should we have to rest in there, it shall be short. Yes. <laughs>